welcome to Blessed and Abundant, the podcast that empowers you to stop being average and start living life more abundantly. We are your hosts, Kayla and Mate, and we are excited to help you live an abundant life, relationally, spiritually, and mentally. Woo-woo! Let so us. excited! Episode two. Episode two. Wow. I am excited about today mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we're not just talking about how to hear God's voice, but we're talking about the struggles of hearing God's voice yeah. and the questions that so many of us have that, yeah, okay, we know we can hear his voice, but okay, these are the deeper questions. Let's talk about it. True. And for those of you that are listening that might be saying, what, God speaks today? I didn't know that. <laughs> You're in luck because we actually did a YouTube video a couple weeks ago where we kind of go more in depth when it comes to the basics so if you're new to this i would definitely say listen to that video first and we'll put the link in the description box but for those of us that are kind of asking these deeper questions Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to talk about today here on the podcast Mm -hmm. as you as we were preparing like for this and like talking about it and like what do we want to say what do we think it's important my babes already mentioned that we covered like the base the basics the basic basic basics 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 uh, at our YouTube channel, but we were talking okay, like what are the questions that we have still or had mm-hmm. as we were growing and listening, like and hearing God's voice. Right. I mean, we're obviously still growing. We obviously have still a lot to learn. But what was that main thing that we were wondering about God's voice and like the fine tuning and how and like all of these questions, as you said, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like let's let's you let's, kick us off? let's kick All us. Right. Like, is there anything else that we need nope. to say? Nope. That's it. Nope. So yeah, I just let, let's just let's just go. Let's do it. I'm excited. Okay, like the first question that I think it's super important, like always and every time when God is speaking, is like okay, we know that He speaks. Mm-hmm. It's in the Bible. He is communicating to us. He wants a relationship with us, but. How, oh how, dear Lord, do we know, is it me and my imagination and my thoughts? Is it you or is it the enemy? Mm-hmm. And if we start looking at, if we start this in looking at the enemy, I think that's the easiest way to explain it. Like we know in John 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. And for a Christian, for a mature Christian, it should be easy or easier to discern, okay, this is the enemy because it brings destruction. It's stealing my joy. It's stealing my peace. Uh, it's it's killing my dreams. It's killing me. It's killing my identity. It's like you're not you. You never amount to anything. You're not good enough. You cannot do this. You you were not born for this. Or like he's. He's trying to 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 tell us to do something so mm-hmm. that again when we do it he could he could accuse us, right. like the enemy again steal kill and destroy, and, but now we get to the other part. Okay, how would I know if this is me, or this is the Lord, and I think I love this example. Uh, I heard it many many years ago by uh, Eric Gilmore. He was interviewed by Daniel Kalendas in one of his YouTube videos. And as they were talking, Daniel Kalenda asked him the same question. Okay, how do you know if this is me or if this is the voice of the Lord? And he said, 
like imagine you have two coins one is like a real true metal coin and the other one is a plastic one and when you flip a plastic coin and it hits the ground it has a particular sound to it mm -hmm. and the same thing as you flip the metal coin when it hits the ground it has this ring to it that the sound that it makes and he said it's the same with the voice of god when it hits your heart it feels different it sounds different it resonates different the vibrations are different it is just different mm -hmm. and i think the discernment of that just comes by by time by spending the time with the lord and like learning okay this is what works this is what does not work and i think for me when i think about it it's like when something is my mind or my imagination or my wishes or maybe we have idols in or whatever the feel of it in our heart is just like plastic it's not as yeah. deep mm -hmm. it's not as overwhelming it's not it doesn't like coat our hearts the same way mm -hmm. but when the lord speaks even the simplest things like i'm proud of you or you did good today or whatever whatever it is that we're talking about with him about it kind of it goes deeper that's mm -hmm. what i would say like it goes deeper it sounds more powerful right and it brings this it brings hope it brings peace and it brings love and that is also something that's like super important when like discerning is this what i'm hearing bringing me hope peace love mm -hmm. joy is it bringing me comfort you know or is it is it bringing me condemnation so right. what 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 is this bringing me so these are some of the like fruits that we can that we can like recognize is it something mean or is it the the voice of the of the lord and i also think that's worth mentioning that for like everyday things that we're trying to hear from the lord or ask questions um and practice like how to hear him so we have this is what I'm going to say. We have these simple things, but on the other hand, we have big life decisions. So every time there's a big life decision that we are asking the Lord and seeking his voice, that is something that we should always check with like wise counsel. Is it our parents? Is it our spiritual director? Mm -hmm. Is it our mentor? Or like however you want to call it, a group of friends that are believers for big life decisions. I think that's super important because always like when... And big life decisions are, are are in question. Fear, control mm -hmm. can get in. Our idols, our wishes, like so much can taint the voice of the Lord. So it's always important to have this wise counsel to tell us, okay, this is the Lord. This is maybe you. This is mm -hmm. just to help us discern. That's but yeah, again, we learn in small and simple things. We don't go straight to big things. Mm -hmm. And I think... My babe's gonna talk about it a bit, a bit, a bit more. Like we don't ask the big questions like yeah. immediately. So, I don't know if, if is there anything that I forgot here that we talked about. Yeah, there's about? a couple of things. There's one thing I want to say, and then one question I want to ask you. Okay. Um, I think there's a whole nother layer because these are complex questions. Mm -hmm. So as you were talking about God's voice versus our voice, 
sometimes it's not always something that's big. It's not always something that, yeah. again, you can tell is it plastic or is it a metal coin, right? There have been so many times where I've noticed the Holy Spirit trying to help me or guide me on such simple things that we might think that it's not the Lord, like he doesn't care. For example, like there's been times where he's like, hey, don't forget to bring a raincoat or don't forget this. You're going to need a snack later. And it's so simple and it's so small and insignificant that I'm like, there's no way that's the Lord. That's me. Oh, it's not going to rain today. The forecast doesn't 100%. say it. And then guess what? It rains. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was the Lord just trying to help me. So I think there's something beautiful where, of course, it's these big things, but it's also the little things because we're in a relationship with the Lord and mm. he loves us and he cares about these little things. And he knows, hey, I don't want my poor daughter to go out and get soaked by the rainstorm later. Like I know she has something else coming later that night and then it's going to ruin her whole day. She's going to have to go home and get a change of clothes. So let me just tell her to bring an umbrella. Right. So it's those mm. little things, too. And I think it's beautiful because I'm working to be at a place where there's not a huge discrepancy between my thoughts and his thoughts mm -hmm. because I want to be so close to him. I want to be one with him that my thoughts are his thoughts. Like you and I are husband and wife and there's going to come a time and we know each other so well that I already know what you're going to say to this question and that question because I know you yeah. and you and I are always on the same page, yeah. right? So that's also an invitation for us that mm -hmm. we can be in such union with him and there's not a huge discrepancy because our hearts are aligned to his character and his nature. Yeah, that's so good. That that's actually like the goal of of prayer and everything. You're hearing his voice, like to be so one mm -hmm. with him that I already know what what's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I want to do the right thing because I'm so in tune with him that yeah. I'm being obedient in everything. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. one on one. Amen. So I have something. It is a hot take that mm -hmm. I I want you to talk about, and we've seen it in so many people where you mentioned idols where they want something so badly and then they feel like they're hearing god because they're getting all these you know dreams and they feel like they're getting prophetic words or they're interpreting a prophetic word to be an answer to that thing yeah. so can you talk a little bit more about that and maybe just kind of yeah it's it's such a tricky one because when you have an idol in your heart it actually replaces and actually an idol sits on the throne of that area of your heart where God is supposed to be sitting and it can so when you're when you're praying and asking God questions or trying to be in a relationship with him with that matter where the idol is mm. the answer that's coming from heaven is actually going through this filter of mm -hmm. an idol and that is how we can sometimes miss it that is why an idol can be such a big hindrance in our ability to hear his voice yeah. in that area wherever it is and like the i think the most common examples could be like with dating with like girls and like boyfriends or husbands and wives like oh he's gonna be your husband like and you put this idea of yours in such a yeah. high place that you are convinced that it's the lord speaking but it's actually going through an idol and you just cannot discern it yeah. that's why again you need for some questions like why is counseling mm -hmm. to to help you to help you discern yeah. um it could also help it can uh, like an idol can be your job mm -hmm. an idol can a ministry can be an idol like i can be so i can have such a 
big desire to preach on a stadium then i don't see anything else and i don't see the real will of the lord in my life like even though i have like good wishes in my heart to do the work of the lord but that could also taint my ability to hear his voice for now no matter what is and what am i supposed to do right now yeah and i really think when you're in that place usually the lord is silent because you care about that thing so much and you're not even hearing your own thoughts you're actually hearing the enemy's thoughts yeah. because the enemy knows that you could be bought with a cost and yeah. that's the cost yes, and he amen. will come and he will put distractions he will put ishmael situations in your mm-hmm. life to literally take you off course so having yeah. idols in it's, any way, shape, or form as a believer yeah. is something that we need to constantly be asking the Lord to reveal those idols mm-hmm. in our heart because it's it's dangerous. Yeah, because idols open the doors of the enemy and that's how he has an interest in yeah. entrance and then he can do with us in that area, whatever mm-hmm. he wants. So good. Yeah. All right. Thanks, babes. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. All right. Ready for the next question? stoked okay i already know what it is but i'm excited okay so you're a believer you believe that you hear the voice of god you've gone through okay i know how to discern the voice of god my voice and the enemies Mm -hmm. but then you have to ask yourself okay well how do i ask god the right questions and what are the right questions to ask god and i think we always need to keep everything under the lens of this is a relationship so because this is a relationship in our marriage relationship, we are asking each other questions. I'm asking you questions, you're answering, and vice versa. And that's how it is with our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. So asking questions is actually a pretty big deal as believers, but we don't really talk about it. Like I've never heard anyone really give me a teaching per se. I've just heard little things here and there, and I've kind of like melded it all together to come up with an understanding. So that's what I'm going to share with you guys today. The the, what I know as of today when it comes to yeah. asking the Lord the right questions. Yeah. And I think the first thing we can look at is what we shouldn't do. What we shouldn't do is ask God these big existential questions only because we're searching knowledge and not relationship. Everything that we do should be relationship-based, right? When we're trying to find out the answers to almost appease areas of our hearts, it's not a good thing. Mm. For example, we all have these questions, like these big existential questions. If there's a God in the world, then why, you know, did that tornado just kill thousands of people? If there's a God, then why do bad things happen to good people? Or again, like specific situations to your life, like Hmm. why can't I just meet the right man and get married? Why did so-and-so have to die, right? We all have these questions. It's not a bad thing to have these questions. I think there's a way for us to go deeper and actually bring the true matters of our hearts that are there as opposed Mm -hmm. to those questions. Because when we ask why questions, I think we're actually kind of accusing the Lord. We're saying, okay, well, this is what I want, but I'm not getting it. So like, are you withholding something from me, Lord? Why am I, why am I not seeing that? Or why are you not good God? And that's exactly what happened in the garden, right? Mm. Where the enemy is kind of showing Adam and Eve that God is withholding something from, from them. Right. And that's the basis of all sin is us believing that God's not good and he's withholding things from us and we're going to get it on our own. So I think we really need to just kind of Go, baby. check ourselves and check the motives of our heart and really just, yeah, there's a different way to ask it. I know I'm going to go through this example that Mate just always crushes because 
Yeah, he has a really good memory of these things. You don't think you do, but you do. You think so? Yeah. And it's from our bestie, Bill Johnson. He went through... Yeah. Bill, if you're Alan. watching, we want to meet you. You're probably you. not, but... Maybe one day you will be. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he went through the loss of his wife to cancer. And I think like a couple days after she passed away, he was giving this sermon. And he just spoke about these questions that we have. We're all humans. We have these questions. But sometimes in our walk as believers, the more spiritually mature we want to be, the more childlike we need to be. And that actually means asking less questions. Mm. (laughs) We're asking less questions because we're believing that God and his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he talked about how even if we were to ask these questions, it wouldn't really give us what we're looking for. So do you want to tell us that quote that he said? Yeah. So it was his sermon. It was his sermon a couple of days after his wife died. And I think the whole like audience, the whole the whole world have the had these questions like, why did she die? Why didn't she get healed? Yeah. Like, why did this happen? Like all of those people were praying. And during his sermon, he said, the answers to my question will not bring me healing. Mm. Like his presence will bring me healing. Not answered questions, but his presence. And That's so good. That's so good. And if I were to just like give an example so it makes more sense to people, like, again, if someone is watching and really craving for their husband, right? They're single and they're craving for their husband. Instead of asking God, God, why am I not married yet? Why haven't I met my person yet? Like, maybe we can just say like, Lord, I'm hurting. I'm lonely. Mm. Like, I know you're good, but I'm hurting. Like, that is a better heart posture to come as opposed to the why. Because again, you're searching his presence and his just comfort in that area as opposed to a logical, knowledge-based answer that's not going to bring anything, right? Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And another example that I love is, again, when we ask these questions, these like big, far-out questions... Our brains can't even understand them. We're not meant to understand them. We are mere humans and God is the creator of the universe and he knows everything. He knows past, present, future. He knows how every decision that I make is going to be affected by a billion other people, right? So we need to just, again, not go for knowledge, but go for relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love this example from another one of our friends, Blake Healy. Hello, Blake, if you ever watch this gonna be our thing for everyone that we say hey if you ever watch this hello (laughs) where (laughs) he was in the car with like his three-year-old son and his son was mesmerized by the moon so he asked his dad like dad how does the moon work yeah what a question how does the moon work three-year-olds love to ask that question right how does this work and Blake was about to answer and Blake knew all the scientific terminology and you know things to describe how the moon works But then he stopped himself and he's like, if I tell my three-year-old son really how the moon works, it's going to go right over his head and it's going to actually confuse him more than he was before, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I forget, he gave some really just beautiful, thoughtful answer that again, just answered more of his curiosity as opposed to that question because it was about relationship. So so we don't really need to ask those big questions. I would steer away from them and again, go for the root that's really there that we want to get the Lord's kind of comfort on and if we look at okay so these this is what we don't want to do like what do we want to do when it comes to questions i would say first and foremost we have the best teacher and counselor ever which is the holy spirit 
to help us. And I love my mom. Shout out, Maria. She was saying this because she is trying to work on this about asking the Lord follow-up questions. And the great thing is we can ask Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I actually don't know what question to ask right now, Mm -hmm. but I know that there's more Mm -hmm. for me in this situation. I know there's more for me in this prayer. So help me see what I don't see. And we can ask God for wisdom because he gives wisdom freely to his children. But I think I just like to kind of ask him the questions that are in my heart. And that's always like a good base for me to ask him questions i think like every time you talk about this or like you you tell me what happened during your prayer time i get jealous you do i do because i think this is like your your area of strength in a relationship with the lord like knowing what to ask Mm. like a lot of that a lot of times like i would go in prayer like before the lord and i'll be like okay like what now i know these questions are supposed to be leading me and i was giving me answers and bringing me closer to him but like i like a lot of times like i don't know what to ask Mm -hmm. him like i want to i want to be closer i want to talk to him but i don't know what to ask and so i sometimes i don't because then i just worship i I don't know. Sometimes I do have a question. Sometimes I don't. But like, I find there's a struggle in me of like, okay, what do I ask the Lord right now? Yeah, that's fair. I think the way that I look at it is almost the analogy of like going to a coffee shop and meeting your best friend, right? You're going to ask your best friend questions. Hey, like, how's it going? How did that thing happen at work? Blah, 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 blah. But there's also a way for us to do that with the Lord. And sometimes I literally will ask the Lord, like, Lord, what is on your heart? Mm-hmm. Just like meeting a friend for coffee. Like what's going on in your world? Sure. I, I start there sometimes and I just ask him like, what's on your heart? But I also share like I would at coffee with a bestie. I share what I'm going through. I'm like, Lord, yesterday really hurt me when so-and-so said that. Mm-hmm. Like, can you help me, Lord? Like, what am I missing in this in this conflict? Or, Lord, I'm really stressed about getting all my to-do list done today. Like, can you give me my daily bread for today so I can I can get this? And I think, again, just bringing him where I'm at and just showing him my heart. Because the thing is, he already knows what we're struggling with. He already Mm -hmm. knows the questions that we have before we ask them. And in his kindness, a lot of times he'll answer even the questions that we don't ask. (laughs) Yeah. But when I think about it, isn't it sad that we end up asking our friends more questions than we end up asking the creator of the universe? That's true. How often are we asking friends, calling up a friend like, hey, I don't know, like, um, should I take this job, blah, 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 blah. Hey, should I still like continue dating this person? But we never ask the creator of the universe and he cares and he's the only one that whose answer really matters, right? Mm. So I think it's maybe just like simplifying it and saying like, God, you are my best friend and you are the creator of the universe. You're yeah. my Lord and my savior. Here's my heart. And he kind of does the rest. And he's so kind because I think sometimes, like you said mm. too, he might not even answer in that moment in prayer. Yeah, He might not answer in a way we expect. He can give us a dream later. Yeah. He can answer through something that pops up on the TV, a commercial. Like he gets creative with it, right? But he cares about all the inner workings of our life. And when we can just turn to him before we turn to our friend and turn to him first, there's no way he wouldn't answer us. That's so good, babes. Mm. I I just love when you talk about the Lord and your relationship with him. It's so beautiful. Thanks, honey. 
I want to get into our like next question that I was thinking about and what this is the, this is the question I'm going to read it um what are the barriers to hearing his voice like what are those things that are preventing us to hear his voice clearly mm-hmm. to yeah just to hear his voice clearly like right. wh- what is that that could be preventing us okay so the first thing i put down was was striving F- because again i'm i'm struggling with that and every time i get into prayer i was like i am mm-hmm. sometimes i'm trying so much and so hard to hear his voice that i am not in a position of rest i'm not a, in a position of flow and being like relaxed but i am struggling and striving so much it's, it's like i'm i'm holding right. i'm flexing my muscles my mind and heart mm-hmm. muscles because i want to hear him so bad which again the motive is good but the way i'm doing it is definitely not good because when we look at the scripture like first samuel 3 like when the lord first called samuel the prophet what was samuel doing like he heard like samuel 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 was sleeping mm. like he was resting he was not trying to hear the lord's voice it happened because it it's coming from rest from this flow so this is something that again i'm struggling it's like for example like quicksand the more like when you get into the more you're trying to get out like the more you're digging yourself deeper and the same thing like the more i'm trying with my own strength to hear his voice like the greater the chances are that i'm gonna actually miss it because his voice comes from the flow from rest because like the whole christianity is not in striving but in rest like right you cannot strive for something so that's something for me that i need to constantly be reminding myself and like learning okay relax okay like (laughs) deep breath in and just okay lord like speak to me like however you want to speak to me not in my conditions in my terms do you ever use the mark verkler approach do you remember that how so he was one of the teachers that we had at gssm and he gave us the advice that like you can just imagine yourself with jesus Mm -hmm. right like whether Whatever your happy place is with Jesus. It could be at a beach, the Sea of Galilee, like the mountains, who knows? And sometimes like that can help you just like come from rest. Yeah. I'm not. (laughs) I did it in the beginning, but then I forgot about it. it We do that with stuff, right? It's true. Like, yeah, visualizing, it just helps you get into his presence, into that move, like... And then you see Jesus's smiling face. That's you true. You can't help but rest. I forgot about that. Well, now you know. I'm going to do it today. Yeah. Actually, tomorrow I did my prayers for today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, striving. Thanks That's for that. Good. It yeah. was a good reminder. I totally I forget all the time. But when I'm like really just like, yeah. like you said, like quicksand. And I'm like, Jesus, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's always sitting on my bed, crisscross applesauce, looking at me like... All is good. Yeah. Waiting for you, honey. <laughs> Where have you been? Like, you've been worrying, right. maybe? <laughs> I'm right here. Oh, okay, so good. Okay, another barrier of hearing his voice mm-hmm. could be unforgiveness. 
we we hear in Matthew 6, like two times, Jesus is saying, if we don't forgive mm. um, those who who did something against us, he will not forgive us. Like, that is huge. Like, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then later in, I think I have it here, Matthew 6, 15, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Mm. So that means if I am holding something against someone on purpose, this yeah. is this is we're talking about on purpose one, that means that when I come before the father, I'm not entering the forgiveness that he has for me and that is automatically blocking and can be a blockage into hearing his voice and entering into deeper relationship mm. with him. Um, it sounds kind of a plastic in a way, but unforgiveness is always something that it's going to be blocking the connection, blocking the relationship if we're talking about our relationship or if we're talking about a relationship with, with yeah. the Lord. And um, I wanted to say something. You can, Are you going to go on a different topic? You Yeah, finish it up. About unforgiveness? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I have a testimony because sometimes I think we don't really understand the gravity of this, mm -hmm. but I went through this and it was way into my walk with the Lord. So yeah. like I'm a mature Christian at this point, knowing that unforgiveness is a barrier, right? But again, sometimes you are not even really aware of some unforgiveness and you need to be aware with the Holy Spirit so he can reveal these things to you. And it was a time in my life where something shifted in my relationship with Jesus. Like I was praying only to like Father God and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Whereas before like Jesus is like the love of my life. So something shifted. I couldn't identify what it was and it was like time and time after, you know, after my prayer, it just something wasn't clicking. Yeah. And it wasn't until... I was doing an art sozo, which is basically like an art class that's mixed with emotional healing. And you're like asking the Lord a question and you're painting it out. And the things that come out will literally scare you because you're like, whoa, God mm -hmm. just like showed me that. Yeah. And that's what God did. He showed me that I had an experience months before that I felt like God didn't protect me in this situation. I had never said those words it was in my heart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, this happened. I was like, Jesus, I should say, mm -hmm. Jesus, you weren't there for me. Jesus, you didn't protect me. Jesus, you're supposed to be my friend. But why did this happen? Again, those why questions. Yeah, yeah. So I had unforgiveness in my heart for Jesus, towards Jesus and towards myself for allowing myself to be in that situation. So I had to extend forgiveness to myself. And I didn't have to forgive Jesus because when it comes to Father God, to Jesus and Holy Spirit, they do no wrong. So yeah. I actually had to ask for forgiveness for myself for having a false view of Jesus and renounce that lie. And I kid you not, once I did that, boom, there was no longer that barrier because I felt yeah. that barrier in yeah. prayer. I did. I think like the more we're going deeper into our like faith and the more we're learning about God, we see this unforgiveness reappearing all the time yeah. and inner healing and deliverance and relationship with the Lord, physical relationship healing. with the others, physical healing. <laughs> Can we talk about, yeah. oh, we have to talk we about that. We need to that. do another video. <laughs> But yeah, unforgiveness is always something that, that can be a blockage right. to whatever. Okay. Uh, next thing that I have written down is 
kind of a no-brainer one, but I think it's important. Uh, one of the barriers of hearing his voice could be not believing that God is still speaking. Like, if you want to hear his voice, you have to believe that he is right. still speaking and that he wants to wants to speak mm -hmm. to you. And with that comes this childlike, childlike faith, where I think as adults... And the more like mature we become, we think that God like is gonna sound as mate. This is God speaking, like this voice mm -hmm. that's gonna be so serious, that's gonna be so profound. Uh, but actually, we need to get back to basics and back to having a childlike faith, and like back to the beauty of simplicity. Yeah, like how simple sometimes his voice sounds simple as a spontaneous thought as a spontaneous flow mm -hmm. as speaking of mark verkler would say <laughs> a spontaneous flow of our thoughts that if we have a childlike heart we can say wow lord this is you because i believe that you can speak to me even from my spontaneous so good thoughts and i i remember i was I have no idea how old I was, but I was I was a kid, and my mom and dad would always have this um, this like big shot banker guy that would come to our house. It was mm -hmm. like a family friend. He would always have the best cars ever, and he would always give me a ride and stuff. And one day he brought me this little, it was like this big, super small like toy car. It was a plastic one. It was a BMW, Ooh. and he told me, "Listen, a drop of water. Put a drop of water on this." every day and it will grow like put it next to your window and drop of water and it will grow i actually believed him and every single day i would go to the bathroom i would be like put one little drop of water mm. on the roof of the car and i would put it next to the window and i'll be like it's gonna grow i'm gonna so i'm gonna have a bmw because my childlike faith believed what he had said mm -hmm. no matter how crazy that sounded right. because i i had a child heart right. like the same is with the lord like no matter how crazy things seem or how crazy it is to think that the the lord creator of your wants to talk to us we have to be a, and have a posture of a heart that he is still speaking and whatever he says like god i want to believe you mm -hmm. yeah amen that's so good thank you and honey. we say yes and amen lord if you do want to give us that bmw to this day we'll amen. take it amen. <laughs> we still have childlike faith we still do <laughs> our, our lord if you say it i'm gonna water it i'm, I'm gonna I will water it i water it every faith. day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay and the last one and i actually want to give you the last one that okay, i have here okay like as a barrier i have a lack of repentance my baby is a fiery preacher so i want you, i want you to take this over putting me on the spot i did i okay. did a bit so this is not the uh sexiest topic that people would probably want to talk about but i think the more we grow in our relationship with the lord we're held to a different standard right like we know the lord we know his heart we know his word therefore more is expected of us so if we are doing something that we know is ungodly and we're not coming with a repentant heart asking for forgiveness then how in the world can we expect to hear the lord's voice voice clearly mm -hmm. it is almost like a slap in the face to the lord and i'm not talking about 
sin that we're not even truly aware it's just like something that we're doing or we haven't had that kind of change yet maybe you're not i don't know really following the lord that's yeah. kind of different but if you are truly following the lord like with the leading of the holy spirit we have conviction right and there are things that are already outlined in the word of god we already know that adultery is no bueno we already know that we shouldn't be having sex before marriage we already know that we shouldn't be speaking harsh words to our husband mm. right yet oftentimes we're not even asking god for forgiveness in these matters but here we are like a vending machine being like lord i want an answer on this and we're not hearing anything and perhaps it could be that yeah. and i'll give you like a deeper example to help you understand if you are not married and you're in a relationship with someone and you keep crossing the the line the sexual boundaries line and yet you're asking God, like, God, should should this person, like, be my wife? Should I propose? Da, 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 da. You're not hearing anything. But again, you're living in sin and you're doing something that grieves the Lord, yet you're not coming to him for repentance. And this isn't to condemn anyone because that's the peace. All we have to do is come to him with a repentant heart and say that I'm sorry. Or a lot of times this is a, another hot take, but... Oftentimes people in marriages, right, they just want God to almost like a magic wand, just like fix the marriage, like, Lord, just fix my marriage, blah, 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 blah. But each party is just doing things that we know is not godly. We know that we should be exhibiting the fruit of the spirit. So are we exhibiting the fruit of the spirit in our marriage? Like if we're not, like perhaps we just need to come to the Lord humbly on our knees and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then we can hear his voice more clearly because these things separate us from the Lord, not because he wants to yeah. be separate from us, but our unholiness cannot dwell with his holiness and that close proximity if we continuously do things that we know grieve his heart so that's why it's so important to grow in relationship with him because the more that you go grow to know him the more you know his heart and the more you know what grieves him and it would pain you to do anything yeah. that would hurt his heart and that's the real fear of the lord that is fear of the lord like not fear scared, of him yeah. mm -hmm. being scared of him but actually having this fear i don't want to do anything, anything to to taint this relationship and this love that we have so good yeah yeah all right thanks for passing that to me babes mm -hmm. oh, you passed oh. me the hard one you notice that guys <laughs> he's like i don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole gladly <laughs> okay so the last question that we have is okay we went through all the other questions but how do I actually respond to his voice, mm -hmm. right? You've gone through all the other things. I'm hearing him like, now what do I do? So the first thing we need to talk about is obedience. I have to read the scripture. It's similar to what I was just talking about in lack mm -hmm. of repentance. It's in John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And commandments are not just again, what we're seeing in scripture, but like, what if the Lord has told us something already and we're not being obedient? Yeah. So I'll give you some examples. Like the Lord is constantly speaking. If I'm looking at my journal, which I'll get to that point in a second, but I'm looking at my journal. He said something to me yesterday. Did I even obey to what he said? Mm -hmm. Like, did I even do what he already told me to do? Or 
when we have prophetic words over our lives and God says, hey, I'm calling you to the nations and you're just here waiting for some big shot to call you to come preach at a crusade. But like, what are you doing now in the in-between? Like you said, like, do you even have a passport? Like, are you serving your local church? Are you learning how to be a preacher and preaching to the youth group on Friday nights? Like, are you being obedient in what he has already said? Are you being obedient to what his word says? And are you being obedient to the things he's telling you every single day? We cannot expect him to say more and to speak more if we're not being good stewards of what he is saying. And again, it's fear of the Lord, the creator of the universe, the one who breathed life into Adam is the one who is speaking to you. What are you doing with that word? Do you have fear of the Lord and being Mm. obedient to him? It's huge. It is. So that's one way, one very important way that we can respond. The other one was what I just referenced is journaling. We like to say it's two-way journaling. It's a relationship. So I'm talking to God and he's talking to me. And it's a dialogue back and forth. And anyone that went to GSSM will know this verse in Habakkuk 2 where it says that I will stand, just kidding, that I will write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. So again, we're writing down the vision. We're making it plain. I literally have a Google Doc because I'm a digital person. You can have an actual hard copy Mm -hmm. journal. Mm -hmm. But every single day, I will put the date on there. And sometimes, again, like the questions, I'll ask a very directed question. And sometimes I'll just leave a blank. And I'll have that document up throughout my prayer time. So anything that he says to me, I'm writing it down. And again, if I have a question, I'm asking him, Lord, what is your heart today? Lord, how do I get through this difficult situation? And I am tuning in to what he is saying and I'm writing it down. You want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to say that every time I get into your room when you're praying, I'm like peeking into your screen to see what the Lord has said to you, you today. You do? I do. I always peek. You do? I do. The truth is out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's just like one way that we can respond to how, how he's speaking to us. And I kid you not, I love being organized with my journal because I can go back and I can see what the Lord said to me this time last year. And it's crazy because you will see answers to prayers and things that you used to struggle with that you don't anymore. And you can literally go through as a living testimony to what the God is, what God has done in your life. And it's insane. So the other thing I want to say is that the whole point of responding and just being obedient to the Lord is not being this timid child where we go the opposite way and we can't make a move or make a decision without hearing God's voice. Now, of course, if there's big life decisions, we can always seek the Lord. He wants that. That's the whole point of our podcast today, right? But we shouldn't be so timid that we're scared to move because sometimes maybe the Lord is just maturing us spiritually. If we look at a parent to a child, right? A parent doesn't want to have to continuously answer questions from his child as they grow. If someone is 12 years old, I'm pretty sure a parent is not going to want to have to answer every single question like, mom, should I have cereal or should I have oatmeal? Mom, should I wear red socks or blue socks? Mom, should I talk to Johnny or should I talk to Timmy today? Like, right? That would be pretty annoying because... The Lord is maturing us just like a parent matures us so that we get to a place where we don't have to ask Mm -hmm. every single question because we already know the answer because we know him. 
the more you know him, Woo. the less you're going to need to figure out these specific little things. And sometimes I'll be honest with you. The scary thing is sometimes the Lord will not give you an answer for some big things because he's inviting you into a season of bigger risk, bigger faith, bigger trust that he's just like, listen, Kayla, I will bless you either way. All I want you to do is move. Yeah. And we're just timid, standing in the box like, oh my gosh, I don't want to step right in case it's not the right thing to do, right? True. And this is why things like wise counsel, like Mate said earlier, come as good guardrails for us in this. But he's not always going to tell us every single thing because he's maturing us. And I love this quote by Sean Bowles where he says, some people want God to speak to them about everything because they have no identity. Mm. They don't believe in their ability to make good choices or to be empowered to be truly free. They can't make a life decision without saying, God told me. It actually sends a mixed message to the world. God loves me, but he doesn't trust me to make good choices. So he directs everything I do. Woo! Yeah. Right? He's not a dictator. Yeah. He loves us and he trusts us to make yeah. good choices. He wants, he wants us to grow up. Right. Yeah, basically. Grow up. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> Again, it's the more. It's the abundance. Yeah. He's saying, you're here. I want you to be here. Mm. So good, babe. Yeah. So that that was our last like big question yeah. that we that we had, and we went through a lot. We went through a lot. Nugget upon nugget upon nugget. Yeah, and there's like still more. I feel like there's so much more in hearing God's voice, and we're we're gonna have new questions for sure. Yeah. And you can send us questions if you want if you want us to answer some of the questions. But yeah, we like everything comes back to the relationship mm -hmm. and to actual like asking yourself why do i actually pray like we are praying because he's worthy of our time yeah. we're praying to become one with him we are praying so that we can have a relationship with our heavenly father Amen. and that's it that's that's our motive that's why we're here and we're growing we're all growing in this so, so yeah we just bless you on on your path of, of learning how to hear his voice yeah. and struggles also it's sometimes it's a struggle it is it's mm -hmm. true yeah yeah well we thank you so much for joining us for listening to us and we just again we encourage you and we empower you to find the ways that you can have abundant living in your life every day in every way in jesus name amen, amen. love you guys bye